So, Will, we're back once again, recording we an episode back. of our podcast, Two Idiots Talk to Idiots. Uh, two, that's so redundant. Like, it's kind of a... <laughs> <laughs> it was your idea, man. You sh- we should be able... You like, from the way it's written, you'll, you can infer, like, the entendre. But when you say it, it's so hard to convey the meaning. Yeah. English sucks, dude. I don't know. Let's just not let's just not say talking to idiots. Let's just say we're idiots. Two idiots talk. That is the name Two of the podcast. Two idiots talk. We're idiots. I'm your idiot host Nate, and I'm your genius host Will. For this episode, <laughs> at least, <laughs> you read that freaking uh, David Graeber book, five thousand pages of of a uh, lending. Five thousand pages? No. <laughs> well, oh, I didn't. I didn't finish it. It's a long book, but I haven't finished it yet. The five thousand year history of debt. Yeah. It's fucking interesting. I highly recommend it to people. It it seems interesting. Honestly, to to start it's a little expensive though. To like kind <laughs> it's like of ease 30, my 30 40 dollars. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Hey, you got to spend money to get knowledge. Money is Yeah. power or knowledge. Power is knowledge. Knowledge money is money and knowledge is knowledge. No, and... money is not <laughs> knowledge is power. Uh power is money. Money is power. Money is time. Uh, <laughs> Money is time. Uh, time is power. <laughs> time is power. These are all the uh, time. Time is time is racism. <laughs> these are the clocks in- are racist. These are the infinity stones of society. <laughs> <laughs> and by the end of this podcast, we'll have collected all of them. Uh, yeah, when we're in, on episode ninety-nine, we'll have them all. And we'll finally kill all of the idiots. <laughs> I've been so Nate, to, what's your credit score? My credit score is pretty good. <laughs> I don't know exactly what it is, but I'm, I want to sign up for a credit card, and my girlfriend Sierra is really yeah, apprehensive about it because, like, we're gonna go into You kind of need it. Well, you use a you use a credit card to like pay for like random food, groceries, and gas stuff you can already pay for. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to do that because my credit score credit core, <laughs> credit score is horrible. So because I, I don't have I only have school debt. Yeah. So I procrastinated uh, researching for this episode for a long time, and the reason I started was because I saw a TikTok about how credit cards work and like how they're actually terrible for people with low credit. So like if you have oh. your credit card and you're like spending it at grocery stores and like local restaurants to get points, they usually have a, a fee that you don't incur so that you can use those points in other areas. So, like, basically, the credit card companies aren't just making money off of people that incur debt and, like, have interest. They're also making money on all the fees that they collect from the places that you use the credit card so that you can get points. And it's, yeah. It it was a lot of information packed into, like, uh, 60-second TikTok. Yeah. Um, Because what other way is there for us to gain a credit score? Like, I... Yeah, I only have school debt. Like that's not gonna do anything. I literally need a credit card to get anything. I don't know how my credit score was so good when I was applying for a home loan because I literally just had my car loan and my student loans. I think car loans are pretty good for okay. 
gaining credit. I see. I bought a used car, mm-hmm. so I don't have a loan and I don't have payments. I just bought it. Yeah. So I don't have. <laughs> I don't. My I think my credit score is like six fifty. Yeah, but where did you check it? Like, did bad. you check it on on uh, credit, uh, karma? credit karma? Or yeah, or good Which credit is or whatever. Two different. That's the, that's another thing I didn't know about. Is they use a completely different scoring mechanism. Yeah. Like than like lenders use, which is a like FICO. Yeah, FICO. Uh-huh. And like Credit Karma uses Vantage score, which is owned by Experian, Equifax, and TransUnion, which I had no idea about. Credit Karma is owned by all three. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yep. And they use they use different fucking algorithms. So that's why you can check your score and it'll be like, let's say you have really good credit and you have got like eight twenty. Yeah. And you check your score. And you're like, oh, I have really good credit. Let me apply for a loan. Uh And they deny you. Which, by the way, if you didn't know, um, every lender, if they deny you or even they accept you, has to report to you what your credit score was that they found. Yeah. If you uh, want to know. Yes. But for free. They normally check FICO for free. They normally check FICO, which is a completely different score, uses a completely different algorithm and completely different metrics. Yeah. And you can't check that yourself for free. But we got to back up. We got to back up a little bit. Equifax. (laughs) Equifax, uh, TransUnion, and what was the last one? Uh, Experian. 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 They're all private companies. Private companies, And they don't have, at least from the article I read, they don't, they're not really regulated by the government. (laughs) The only regulation that I know of is from, uh, oh, what's the name of the act? Where is that? The Fair Credit Reporting Act of 1970, which is when they changed their name. 1970. That's a hundred years after Equifax was founded. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. And Equifax was started as retail credit. Yeah. And they were so shitty that they changed their name after the Fair Credit Reporting Act where they had to, like, actually disclose credit reports. Because before this, you could be like, what's my file say? And they would be like, fuck you. So the the way, since they're private companies, the way that they make money is by selling your credit report to companies that lend you money. Or, or banks yep. or whatever. And that's... Uh, I didn't know that before researching this. And it yeah, <laughs> it was so enlightening, but also frustrating to me that... Their, their motive is, yeah, just to make money off your data. Yeah. Just like, you know, all this data harvesting uh-huh. stuff. Not for your shit to be accurate. They don't give a fuck if you oh, got yeah, the Oh, yeah, we should alone. get into that later. <laughs> because that fucking... Oh, yeah, no, we will. That fucking uh, John Oliver video was... <laughs> I mean, usually they're infuriating, Wild, yeah. but like this one especially. Yeah, uh, and it was five years ago too that you made that yeah. video. And I've never seen it. Okay, so anyway, I'm I'm getting ready to apply for a credit card through um, U.S. Bank uh, because I want to build a new PC, as you probably all know, and they have this good deal Ooh. going where if you spend a thousand dollars in the first. 90 days of having your credit card or like you rack up a thousand dollars of credit you get two hundred dollars back Oof. i was like holy oh, shit I, yeah, I, that's that's nice but it's still crazy that they're like hey i know you just got this credit card spend that <laughs> fucking money i mean Come 90 on, days baby. that's not that thousand dollars that's not that yeah. long you only got a 90 <laughs> that's days that's what i mean yeah i don't know so so i think i'm gonna use it i think i'm gonna do it because they also have like cash back for um paying for streaming services and like a lot of nice perks but then when i saw that tiktok i was like oh shit how am i gonna be hurting people with low credit and like people that don't have good credit and credit cards and the power to use the points you know and uh 
Wait, you said how you're gonna hurt them? Yeah. Well, I mean, how maybe would not you having a credit card? Hurt but them? like the just the very existence of this kind of credit card, and like, you know. Mm. Well, you can't be. You. <laughs> I'm just a cog. There's in the a certain machine. point where you gotta like. Yeah, you're just a cog. There's a certain point where you gotta like, just make your day to day. Like you can't <laughs> be too overwhelmed with like. Because it's like it's just like with politics, you can't be too overwhelmed with like global, you know, desperation, or you're gonna be just an apathetic puddle on a floor. Like, <laughs> we are not of one mind. We are of singular. We are all separate. <laughs> we we only hurt each other. Uh, yeah. Anyway, okay. To get it back on track, having you said your credit score was what six. 650 yeah somewhere in the the 600s which is not good <laughs> so how how would you build that up i just a credit card i guess i would have to get a either buy a new car and make those payments on it get a yeah. credit card and use it for like my monthly expenses like everything yeah because that's like the only way so one of the shitty things about american credit scores as you well know as everyone well knows <laughs> is they don't take into account things like paying rent and utilities regularly even though you'd think mm-hmm. that that would apply to your trustworthiness as a financial individual, you know? Like, yeah, but... I pay my rent on time. Paying your rent is what poor people do. If you have, exactly. if you have a rent, you're not, you're not wealthy enough to own a home, so... Yeah, exactly. So I guess one way you could think about it, which sucks because you've got to pay fees, is pay all that shit with a credit card because you're going to pay it anyway. Mm-hmm. You do have to pay slightly more, but it'll help you get your utilities and your rent and your gas and your groceries applied to your credit score, I think. I mean, granted, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've never had a credit card. So I don't know the exact ins and outs, but which is why I have terrible credit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's – there's a lot of – it didn't start out that way, I don't think. Well, it started out in even worse ways, honestly, but – the fact that they don't take into account all the things that poor people regularly pay, yeah. they only take into account things that people with wealth pay, like having a home, having a nice car, taking out big loans for businesses, stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, it's so overt, and it's like, yeah, but they, yeah, we're do, with, this is designed, just like redlining, it's just not, it's not explicit, but it's overt, and it's like... Uh, effect on poor people and on minorities. They can't be bothered you know? to keep track of all that data because the way that they make the most money is by doing the bare minimum of reporting and recording. And basically. yeah, yeah. So if if they had they to do keep the bare track minimum, and then they say, "Hey, at least we're doing that," yeah. and then they have what's kind of shitty about the uh, Fair Credit Reporting Act too, is that's what allows us to check our reports. So that's that's a good thing. However. That's something that's like a fallback almost. It lets these companies go, look, we're regulated. Look, we have to get, we legally have to like do X, Y, and Z. So we're not bad. Yeah. We're not doing anything wrong. Even though they still are like, if you, there are so many horror stories about people being like, hey, some random person's on my report. Why is their debt on my name? Yeah. The company then assumes guilt until proven innocence. And they'll audit your entire fucking life. Yeah. They will audit your entire life to make sure you didn't live somewhere, that you didn't go by a different alias, that you aren't lying to them. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why? I thought this was America. <laughs> why why yeah, are we okay. assuming somebody's just committing fraud according until to, uh, we can prove? 
according to that study that was conducted in 2013 that the John Oliver video mentioned, uh, apparently there are 10 million of those horror stories because yeah. 5% of everyone who has a credit score <laughs> gets fucked over somehow because of poor that, yeah. uh, data recording and, and uh, upkeep. Because again, that's if they wouldn't make as much money if they had to, you know, actually be, actually have integrity. If they, well, yeah, what can we expect from them? But that's another thing. That FTC report, which, by the way, proves that they net didn't really do all that much because they got sent back to the fucking FTC. <laughs> but is another fallback for them to be like, look, we already got, you know, we had a report done, blah blah blah. But that was in 2013. There hasn't been any any studies into this lately, so we have no idea if it's any better. We don't know if it's worse. We don't know anything because it's so uh, opaque. Yeah. There's no regulation. It's a completely private company. And that kind of goes into the some more of the history, too, because they uh, the guy who made them, who kind of pushed them into the, uh, the Fair Credit Reporting Act was this guy named Alan Weston who, like, reported on their, like, inaccuracies uh reported on their opaqueness reported on the fact that they were like delving into people's lives and they were like calculating credit scores based on like not only your financial history but uh your sex your race your national origin your sexual proclivities your what? marital status oh he uncovered all everything. that stuff who is this guy i think it was more i think it was more of an open secret you know alan weston oh, damn alan so get good alan Hell yeah. Oh, except, no, not, not get good, Alan, <gasps> because then, after the act of 19, he got paid off 1970, he got hired. <laughs> Dude, okay, yeah, that's the one thing I want to, okay, so yeah. keep going, keep he going. He got hired by Equifax, <laughs> which, uh, the, the label they put on it was, you know, we're going to hire our critics so that we can stay, or so that he can critique us from the inside, <laughs> mm. which never works, and the FTC thing where they're like, hey, you still suck shit, kind of proves that Alan Weston didn't fucking do anything, really. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And the guy who hired Alan Weston was a guy named Jack Rogers, which is, this is another kind of, like, inside insider shit, nepotism, whatnot. This was Jack in the Rogers 70s? Jack Rogers was the CEO. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or was it in the 70s? I don't know exactly when Jack Rogers was hired, but this was after 1970. Okay. So... Um, sometime between 70s and, uh, like, sometime between 75 and, like, 95. You but, know what that kind of lines up with? What? You, you remember those graphs of uh, of uh, productivity and and wages and how they, like, kind of stay the same <laughs> until the 70s yeah. and then they just yeah. completely Dude, separate? If you, if you think about it, it seems like the 70s is when all of these, like, these nominally regulatory uh, bodies started happening. So, like in previous yeah. episodes, we talked. We've talked about. We've talked about some of it, like with surveillance and whatnot. All of this seems to be happening in the seventies. What happened? But in the seventies is when corporatism explodes. Uh-huh. And like yeah, it's really hell? weird that the the regulation happens, but then also all of the like insider trading and all of the fucking lobbying yeah. and all of the like secret deals start happening too. Um, it's really strange. But this is so. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's it's weird. We're born so past and that. It, uh, <laughs> like we didn't have, we didn't get to live through it. We don't know. Plus, like we went through America with like <laughs> we got the Civil Rights Act in like the '60s, yeah. and then we were like, oh, things are gonna get better. And then in the '70s, they were nah. like, no, it's not. Nope. <laughs> we're gonna pay you, you so much less. <laughs> 
bitch you thought um all right anyway sorry <laughs> jack rogers who's this guy no no it's fine i like that tangent <laughs> uh things just can't be good we can't have nice <laughs> things in this fucking country jesus christ but uh and, and one of the things that is like in this vein of this is so after 1975, after they changed their name to like get away from the old, uh, their old name, Retail Credit, which had a lot of baggage associated with it, and notice that Equifax seems to be mixing equity and facts yeah. together to like give it a trustworthy name. It's kind of that sneaky corporate shit. But anyway, so Jack Rogers was the CEO of IBM's General Systems, who like sold like most of like Equifax's most of Equifax's like um computer tech and like shit yeah. was from this. Okay. And then Equifax then brought Rogers into the board and then he became CEO and then he hired Alan Weston. And he did a lot of restructuring of the company that people tend to say is um good. <laughs> but he did Things like, you know, hire Alan Weston, which kind of, like, hid things and was, like, a Band-Aid and, like, a, a fake facade of, like, being better. But then he also did things like... Love how the government turned a blind eye to that, by the way. Clearly bribery yeah. <laughs> on, like, a public stage. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. And, well, I mean, they're already bribing the government, so what the fuck mm-hmm. do you expect? So True. But... Um, he did things, he also reworked the like reward system, the internal reward system of Equifax, uh, supposedly to get away from like nepotism and like, um, people getting hired just cause they're friends and shit. Yeah. But he added this thing where you, he rewarded employees based on economic value added. <laughs> so pretty much employees now are rewarded for how much they give to the company. What? You know, what we expect nowadays this is like <laughs> this is like the beginning of when like now companies are like yeah you're going to sell your soul to yeah. us we're like, 12 hour days this is going to like you need to give us capital or you get nothing right yeah it just i don't like jack rogers and i don't like alan weston and they didn't seem to change anything because they still like we said the ftc reports 5% of people's reports are have inaccuracies that lead to bad things and yeah and you can't really do anything about those bad things fighting yeah Yeah, because you have to fight in the courts because okay so all of the all of the articles that i read are like yeah people don't know shit about this and don't know how to go about it especially if they get fucked over and most of them also said credit bureaus are under no legal requirement to be accurate yeah how is that possible how is that possible there's, it's, there's well, it's three? because it's acor- according to the government, it's not it's not like um, it's supposedly not that important. Even though we all know credit scores are so important to daily life, yeah, and like getting ahead, it's not like uh, yeah, it's not like uh, water. It's not like a right to have. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so they don't give a shit in a, in a system that is capitalist and everything runs off of money. Uh, in order to get a loan and buy anything, um, you have to have a good credit, and if you can't know how to fix your credit especially if you get fucked over because credit bureaus aren't required to be accurate like how the fuck also the fucking john oliver video was like some companies will reject you if your credit is bad like if you want to work there Mm. to get money yeah some companies build your credit actually you can like how 
Oh my God. Yeah, just like in the video, he, like he said, um, some companies to hire you, check your credit score, but then like in like a, I don't know if it was a congressional uh, hearing or if it was like a state hearing or something, but like the woman representative asked the guy, the guy like, is there any correlation mm -hmm. between somebody's oh credit God, score yeah. and their performance at a job? And he went, no, <laughs> <laughs> statistically, no. <laughs> but we think it matters. <laughs> we think it's, and it's just, yeah, it's just there was, this is the profit motive. Was, they want to sell it to everybody they fucking can. Yeah, there was a, a comment oh. from five years ago on the video that said, uh, I have a lot of debt and I need a job to pay it off. Uh, sorry, you can't have a job here because you have so much debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey. It's just, an, it's just another fucking method to keep poor people poor. Yeah. It's just... As we all know, it's like when you're poor, you have a crisis. You lose all of your ba your backup money if you had any to begin with. That makes you unable to pay your payments on loans or your car payment or your utilities, mm -hmm. which don't you love that if you fail to pay your utilities, that negatively affects your credit score? But if pay you pay your you utilities, it doesn't do <laughs> shit. <laughs> and that kills their credit. So now they can't take a loan out to buy a car to get them to that new yeah. job that pays slightly better. Oh, my better. God. We hate ourselves, Will. Humans hate ourselves. Humans just... We just... Uh, make everything so difficult. Um, yeah, the, the other thing an article said that was crazy was, um, like, most people have wealth, I guess you could say, in, in a general term, because of, like, their previous generation's home ownerships. Like if, if right. you're if your father or grandfather or whatever grandmother grand whatever your mom had a home and they like pass on your grandfather not, it was given a home yeah. Yeah. by the government yeah, exactly that that's how you get wealth <laughs> but like that's just another way that that black and colored people have been disproportionately you know what this all just comes back to reparations <laughs> like <laughs> I I mean yes yes it does it literally does like the people that are against reparations just need to look at this because like if you know and agree that your wealth most likely comes from previous generations having owned a home and you know passing it along and passing on that home equity and home wealth you there was so much racism in the home lending business and redlining and all that mm -hmm. you are zero percent likely if you're black in america to have that same amount of wealth just from generational yep. accruement or acquisition. What, what is the word? Yeah. Yeah. So like how like the fuck? It's, it's the, <laughs> you're starting at negative. Like the homes, you're starting in the negative. They're literally starting at negative. We can, we can kind of like rehash real quick. It's been talked about a lot. So I'm sure you've heard of the, the monopoly analogy where like you're playing monopoly and for 400 rounds, you're like black people, you're not allowed to play. Mm -hmm. Not only are you not allowed to play, you need to play for us. Yeah. You make us money. Then for 50 years, you're like, okay, you can play, but every time you start to succeed a little bit, we're going to literally bomb yeah. you. We're going to drop C4 uh, trench busters on you. Simple. And then after that, they switch to, okay, now you can play and you're allowed to accrue wealth but we're not going to help you at all. You need to start from the beginning, yeah. even though we've been playing for 500 yeah. years, and we're still going to secretly kind of like under the rug 
fuck with you. It's better put in other places. I didn't mm-hmm. want to get too into the, the trenches with that analogy, but it's it's so true, especially with this, because you had redlining. Yeah. You had, like, uh, 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 in person, like, you didn't have a credit score for a while. Like, so it was more you go to the loan, the lender, and it's just a face-to-face interaction. Yep. And if they're racist... They don't give they don't give black people loans. Yeah, what well, credit and they were co- credit scores racist. didn't even really start so, until like the late eighteen hundreds. I, I saw. Yeah. So like before that, it was kind of just like a merit system within communities. Yeah. In the U.S. at least. It was a local. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. It's 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 wild, and also just a, it's, a it's, it's, tangent. I might edit this out, but Monopoly, the game, was <laughs> originally invented. You probably know this. To show as a critique. to show how bad yeah. capitalism was, <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. you won once everyone won, once everyone was well off and like had their needs met. That's how you won the game of it was of Monopoly, yeah. and then it's like everybody plays it to like monopol to literally monopolize. And the point of it was like, hey, be nice to each exactly. other. <laughs> anyway, yeah. oh oh yeah, here was a very neo-libbed pill. Uh, take from <laughs> from someone who was being interviewed globe by pilled. Forbes. What? I said globe pilled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the Twitter term. Uh, I'm not saying we need to eliminate private credit scoring companies, but I think it's a win if you create a competitive environment with consumers by having that public oh. option available. <laughs> it's uh, like I UPS. Mean, granted, a public option would be better. Yeah. But like that's but not. But if you have it in tandem, be. it just doesn't do anything. It's like uh, USPS see, and that's, FedEx. That's the. He says, "I have the choice right. to go with a cheaper public mail carrier or get special services from a place like FedEx. We create a public entity yeah. for something like the post, but not something as monumental as your credit score. But dude, you just like, you just proved yourself wrong. Like, why? Why would these private companies have any incentive to compete with a public option? They don't. Yeah." They have zero. Also, what does it even mean to have a public option for credit scores? It's just a database. Right. Like, it's it's a database that you can do one of two things with. Make money <laughs> or simply be accurate. Yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the two options. So maybe we should do, if we're going to have credit scores at all, just nationalize the database and take away the profit motive. Yep. There's no point to having a profit motive for that. There's literally none. Yeah, plus like in uh, in later <laughs> articles, it was like why why okay, so like in Good Karma or Credit RX or what what is it? Credit, credit Karma. karma pff, fuck me, dude. <laughs> in credit <laughs> Karma, you get a score for free. You don't have to pay for it and it doesn't adversely affect your yeah. credit. And yeah, the CEO was like, yeah, you should never have to pay to get your credit score. The FICO score is stupid. Um, but we can't guarantee that our credit score is going to be the same as anything that the lender uses. So then, like, what the fuck is yeah. the point of getting your credit score for free? Yeah. And that's the same thing that would happen with a public option. Like, exactly. you have no idea. That is literally a public option. It's it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> you, you have no idea if your oh lender God. is going to choose the credit score that you're looking at. Which would probably the only way is to force companies to use a single national database. That's the literal only way. (laughs) That's why I guess we can use this to talk a little bit about other countries. No country does this perfectly. Oh yeah, they all sucked. I read that. Other countries do it better. Like 
England is like the slightly better version of America where they have credit scores. It's the same companies in England because, you know, Jack Rogers also expanded into the international market and he got England roped mm-hmm. in, uh, the, the UK. But England does it slightly different. Just registering to vote. My share might be squeaking, so I apologize. Minus two, I don't that. care. Um, but it adds to the ambiance. Just registering. Yeah, right. We're real. <laughs> but um, just registering to vote raises your credit score yeah. in England. Like, they they realized that not everything is about financial history, and we should also like, it, it connect it to, like, things everyone can do. But then slightly better countries, like the Netherlands and Spain. Oh, yeah. It's not perfect, but it's slightly better. Spain was cool. Only track negative marks, mm-hmm. and they don't have a score. So it's like you go in to a lender. They don't see a score. They just see, oh, this person has five loans out that they're not paying yeah. on. Ooh, they're a little risky. And the the all negative marks leave after I think Netherlands like two is years like or five years? four or five years. Yeah. And Spain's like six, which is the same as the US. The US negative marks on your records also get expunged after yeah. like around that same period of time. So it's another slightly better system. But then my favorite or no no no, there's uh two more that or three more I want to talk about. France that only looks at three months of income and yeah, bank statements. Yeah, there, are, there just is to be no like, credit score. You, pay for you this? have to do all the data yeah. collecting yourself. You need to show us yeah. how long you've been employed, how much money you've made, if you're married or not, if you have a home, how much yeah. shit you own, and you have to d- collect all this yourself but, and then come to us if you want a loan. <laughs> yeah, but not only that, all they care about is less about the trustworthiness, but more like, can you just simply pay for mm-hmm. this? Like, <laughs> we just want to make sure that you literally have the means to pay your your uh, your monthly payments. Yeah. Which, again, another slightly better system. My favorite is Germany. I love this. Yeah, not perfect. But I it's, loved Germany. So I was like, what the It's so shit. much better. <laughs> so they score 0 to 100. But guess what? Instead of the U.S., where you start at nothing yeah. and you have to grind your way up, they start everyone out at 100. And then, after that, your history, depending on what you do, lowers your mm-hmm. score. And you only have to stay above 90 to be in good standing and things like rent and utilities make it yeah. better like it helps far superior yeah. like what happens far, to really old su- people that have like that have a super long credit history like is their score just like perpetually in the 70s or 80s just because they've had so many transactions well, no it's not it's not that your score goes down with everything you oh, do Oh, okay it's just that you start at 100 nobody has 100 mm-hmm. but you start at 100 and everything you do after that lowers it if it's bad and raises it if it's good. Oh, but you okay, can't. Okay. I don't think you can have li- like a perfect score. All right. So it's just like a normal grading scale. Right, like I, a 90 to 100 is an A. Yeah. Um, I love to have an anti-China that China. Yeah. They're just like, wow, <laughs> China might be doing this thing that's fucking awful. <laughs> just watch out. China's like, <laughs> yeah. China's like, because China, you know, has a, a nationalized bank. Mm-hmm. But they have privatized like... Five, financial credit yeah, systems but they're working towards nationalizing their credit system yeah. they like change their in mind the same way they do their social credit system mm-hmm. yeah so that's terrifying because that is like what america used to do where it's like your sexual life your personal life who you interact yeah. with what you talk about all affects your where you smoke score. and so, drink and whatever a, another reason uh, why uh china is scary not the perfect <laughs> utopia that uh uh, some leftists think. Oops. Scary uh, anyway, authority. so 
yeah, what, what else? Was that? Okay. Yeah, I have some other no, stuff. No, pretty much just like, it's like my, a lot of people will be like, oh, what's a fucking alternative? Literally just nationalize it, decommodify it, take away the profit motive, make it a one singular database that everybody has to reference, and all of your financial stuff, like rent and utilities, like helps and affects it. Yeah. Like, and also depersonalize loan lending. The only thing lenders should be able to see is your financial history, not your name, not where you live, nothing. So that redlining doesn't fucking also, happen. Also, I know this would be a crazy concept under capitalism, but just like take away the profit motive. Duh. Yeah. Fucking. We already did that with other duh. industries. Like water. We took away the profit. I mean, we just still have to pay for it, but we gave a monopoly to a certain company specifically so yeah. we wouldn't have like a company purely motivated by profit and defeating other companies. We could do better than that, but like, yeah, just not everything needs to be profit based. Like, we just, it just doesn't need to be. <laughs> and like, I, we kind of really glossed over the purpose of credit. Hopefully, you kind of know that it's inevitable in a, money-based economy like yeah if you are spending tokens in order to exchange goods and services you kind of have to have a way to keep track of that <laughs> whole process yeah in such a globalized world where everybody's connected to like people far away you can't have like a a, a local personal mental credit system. yeah unfortunately you it just do doesn't work in now granted we're sa- we are saying that a credit system of some sort is necessary in a market-based capitalist society, but we're also against a market-based yeah. capitalist society. This is this is a weird <laughs> so episode. We don't want that either for that reason. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. The- so it's like if we're gonna have a market-based capitalist society and we're gonna have a credit, if we're gonna have those two things, we might as well nationalize it and decommodify yeah. it. And then like, wasn't there that huge hack that Equifax, like Equifax, yeah. got hacked? Yeah. And like, yeah, a lot of data was uh, lost and people were getting their identity stolen and shit. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Here was the thing. Um, uh, here's some statistics, like I said, about that support um, reparations. Eliminating disparities between black and white consumers could have added $2.7 trillion in income to the GDP per year. Expanding housing credit availability to black owners and borrowers would have expanded black homeownership by an additional 770,000, increasing home sales by $218 billion, and giving black entrepreneurs access to fair and equitable access. Uh, that's kind of redundant. To business loans could have added $13 trillion in business revenue and potentially created 6.1 million jobs per year. Huh. Mm-hmm. Huh. Who knew? Who knew it would be so easy to just make things better? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Reparations doesn't mean handing a fucking check out. It means creating a system that helps disenfranchised communities. Because all of this, as fucking everything does apparently, is part of gentrification. Just like redlining, credit scores, like, and being credit invisible like a lot of poor minorities are means that they don't have access to the same type of loans that white business owners have when they move into black communities and start gentrifying them. So black people don't rise with the tide. They're sinking yep. under the weight of racist policies. Yeah, and that that one CNBC video, was it that PBS? Ooh, probably could hear that in my mic. 
<laughs> yeah, there there was a there was a white home buyer who had been unemployed and like her credit probably wasn't that good. And like she was approved for a loan in a black community. Mm-hmm. But there was a homeowner who was black in that same community who was trying to get an equity loan so that she can improve her property and she fucking got denied. Yep. When she had already yeah, lived because there. because these stupid fucking liberals make policies that are like, oh, great, we want to we take poor areas and we want to uh, bring wealth into them. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a policy that says that banks with uh, locations in commu- certain communities have to give low-interest loans in those communities. But guess what they didn't fucking do? They didn't specify who they should be giving them to. So these banks are preferentially, preferentially giving them to white business owners and not the black locals. Yeah. So it's like the, these these stupid fucking liberal policies that they think are helping aren't doing anything and are actually probably making things worse. Yeah. Like you need to be you need to be cognizant of exploitation of these policies. Like you can't just fucking slap a policy on something and be like, "All right, that's good. That's all right. That's going to work." <laughs> Holy shit, man! Uh, it's another episode of us complaining. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> yeah, I don't know. What is this? Just the two idiots complain podcast now? We're not even talking anymore. <laughs> We're just complaining about how yeah. how much shit sucks. <laughs> Credit reports they Honestly, suck. It's so hard not to make episodes complaining about this shit. I feel like we moved away from like the original. <laughs> Yeah, we need to go back to like, like we were doing like stuff. history and conspiracy stuff, and now we're just complaining about politics. Which hey, I do that anyway. Next, so I next like episode is going to be podcast, uh, Skinwalker Ranch. You know what? No. Ooh, actually, I'm down. But I had an idea. If you would be actually, let's wrap this up first. <laughs> Pretty much, I guess a good summary is like credit scores are a symptom of racist capitalist policies. And all of the regulation we have around them haven't solved jack anything. shit. <laughs> Completely so jack that's... shit. <laughs> Is there even uh, regulation? It's just another system to keep poor people poor. Yep. There's a little bit, but keeping poor people poor is what capitalist does best. That's how you make the monies. It's how you make gotta, all the gotta monies. have a class of people you yep. exploit. So I'm curious. I wish we could have like more open dialogue with our audience because I, I don't know. I want to yeah. know what other people think about this topic yeah. specifically. Like all the past episodes, fuck you. I don't care. You, I don't give a shit <laughs> what you think. But like this is so integral to life in America, and I guess the world isn't. Uh, yeah, like, you have a credit score just attached I, to your head forever. Yeah, and, like a little floating icon yeah. above you, whether you're trustworthy or not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess like you're definitely less it's, affected it's, it's if you're rich to, already, and like don't. Yeah, because if you're rich, you can pay for the FICO score, the fucking yeah. twenty to forty dollars per month, which blows That's, my mind yeah. that they have different packages for tracking your credit score and yeah. fraud. Like you pay more to see more, whereas if you don't pay, you don't see it. It fucks your entire life yep. over. And rich people can also, you know, uh. leverage companies easier because they're like, we're really rich and we can give you money to take this off my report it's like mm-hmm. easy for them it's it's just important shit to talk about which i agree i want more dialogue because yeah it's tweeted us oh, buddies talking? oh tweeted, i didn't hear that for a tweeted second. us you idiots tell us what you think 
I want to know. I really do. That's like a no, genuine yeah, like thing. tweet at us because it's important and apathy is a privilege and people need to fucking talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Shit. It's yeah. Amen to you that. Can't, you can't just ignore politics. It's it's too important. People are literally yeah. dying because of income inequality and having bad credit. Yeah. <laughs> I guess is a good note to amongst, end on. <laughs> among, amongst a million other things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've been right. we've been idiots talking to idiots. Haha. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Take it easy. Bye. <laughs> oh, what an outro. Thank you.